We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Like, it would be nice to not have the level of consciousness to know that feelings That's true. are important. I just want to be a jellyfish. Yeah, I would, I would love to be a just jellyfish. Just floating around. Welcome to The Holy Hour, a podcast about sex, relationships, mental health, and everything in between. I'm Amelia Sampson. And I'm Liz Ball. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at The Holy Hour. I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Amelia Sampson. And I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Liz Ball So Hard. You can also watch us on YouTube or listen ad-free on Patreon at patreon.com slash theholyhour. Check out our merch at theholyhour.com and email us your spicy stories at holyhourpodcast at gmail.com. My um, parting gift from the last guy that I dated was a UTI. Yeah. I um recently ended things with someone. Mm-hmm. And congratulations. Thank you so so much. You're welcome. I mean, how recent was that? That was like earlier this month. It was pretty recent. Yeah. I feel like yeah, it was either early this month or like late last month. Yeah. You you brought in the new year. Oh, he as was a single woman. Yes. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Well, technically you kind of were, but yeah, it was a complicated situation, mm-hmm. but um he was staying at this like motel in florida and like it was one of those motels that had like the pool that was like really gross mm. and like you can that just feels picture predictable like. a motel pool in florida yeah on like in like a little coastal town in florida Blech. disgusting this town is called hollywood um also just to preface this amelia is about to tell us how she got a uti so mm-hmm. i I'm afraid of this gross pool now. Yeah. Did the gross pool give you a UTI? Well, perhaps. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to spoil the ending. So here's what happened. What had happened was we were laying by the pool and he was like, he was like, bring your bathing suit when you come to the pool. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to go in the pool because I don't want to get a yeast infection or a UTI. And he was like, what do you mean? Like, there's chlorine. And I'm like, but there's, like, so many poop particles. And I'm, like, not getting in this fucking disgusting-ass pool. And also the pool, like, there were multiple iguanas <laughs> having fight night in the trees and knocking each other out of the trees. And it would they would hit the concrete so loud. And they were fine. They're fucking iguanas. But, like, it would make a lot of noise. And, like, we would, like, hear them tossing in the trees. It was bananas it was the weirdest place oh i've ever God. been but anyway so i thought you were about to say the iguanas fell into the pool which would have been well, fucking hilarious so they do and at my parents <laughs> condo whenever there is a an iguana in the pool 
they have to drain the pool because they have all this bacteria on them and like this motel 100% does not take that kind of precaution this guy that you're talking about seems like the type of guy who would think that swimming in the pool or like a lake or the ocean counts as a shower or a bath (laughs) one of many complaints also my dad made this mug i'm that's so cool. Pretty. I'm also sorry. That's very cool. I'm still trying to process the disgusting information <laughs> you have just provided me My with. My second Adderall has not kicked in yet. Um, <laughs> but so he swam in the pool and then it was the last time he was in the pool for a while. And it was the last time that I was going to see him before I was going to go home. And like we had already discussed that like we weren't going to see each other anymore. So like he walked me back to the hotel, the motel room. Um, and there's nothing wrong with motels, but like, it's important that I call this place a motel because it's, it, it was, had motel energy. It had big, big, like stereotype motel energy. And so he walks me back and like, we like do a quickie before I leave. And, and he's like, has not showered. He was just in iguana poop pool and iguana chlorine dick. Yeah. Uh, and then it was like literally 30 seconds. It was like the quickest of quickies. And then I, I left. So I didn't pee. So then I drove back with like iguana poop pool, like penis oh. germs oh. in me. <laughs> Woke up the next day with a cute little yeast infection. Or sorry, not even. UTI. I, with my first UTI. Oh, ever. this is your first UTI? Never had a UTI. And I think, to be honest, I, I would rather have a UTI over a yeast infection because I feel like a UTI is a little easier to treat mm. because you know you have to decide between um it hurts a little when you pee mm-hmm. and you might pee blood and you feel like you constantly have to pee or your vagina is super itchy yeah and that's uncomfortable see both are deeply uncomfortable the torture of the UTI was that I, the torture of the UTI sounds like the torture of the UTI. That's going to be <laughs> the title, the, the title of this episode. <laughs> the torture of the UTI is that like I was waking up like every hour to pee for uh, two days. And then I finally put it together that I had a UTI because I'd never had one. So I didn't know what it felt like. But I was mm-hmm. like, why do I keep feeling like I have to pee, but I don't have to pee? And then it would burn. And then I told my mom and like, I mean, it my burns parents, when I pee, mom. My parents listen to the podcast. So I was like, my, I think I have a UTI. And she was like, uh, <laughs> our 29 year old daughter <laughs> yeah <laughs> mommy I can't I mean congratulations you've made it this long without getting a UTI That's yeah impressive. well I've never I usually make dudes like fucking shower after being in a disgusting pool before yeah and then I usually remember to pee but I was like get me the fuck out of this place so I didn't not one of my finer moments but um I had worked with this company this is gonna be like free advertising for them called wisp for like my social media stuff that I do they were like one of my sponsors and they mail you medication for like yeast infections UTIs they send birth control like no questions Mm -hmm. asked um straight to your house and you don't need a prescription no they have doctors that work there so you like fill out yeah you fill out like a survey and then like the doctor reviews it and so like you find out within like an hour if you can get the meds and they'll also send it to your um pharmacy so you don't have to wait for it to ship if you don't want to so nice so I got an antibiotic and it cleared it up right away and then I got um boric acid have you ever tried this I've only heard of boric acid to kill ants what isn't that what it is borax borax um (laughs) 
No, I don't know. It might be. But no, now I, I think I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure I'm wrong. Okay, they, boric acid. Yeah, so they sent me boric acid, which um, they're little pills that look like you're supposed to swallow them, but on the bottom it says for vaginal use only, and you like shove them up your vagine before you go to sleep. And Yeah, that's like what you do if you have a yeast infection. Right. Those but eggs. Yeah. It, you launch them into your vagina. Exactly. It's like that, but it's it just helps. And then it gets all melty. It gets all, right. But and if you have to pee, it slips out. <laughs> Sorry, I'm reliving my your my teenage trauma. Your monostat trauma. Yeah, yeah. No, this stuff is incredible. It's um, I saw somebody talking about. Actually, I think you might have sent it to me about the woman, the lesbian woman who was talking about how she can make sure her vagina doesn't smell. No, um, I did not send this to you. So it was this video of her explaining, like, no, I'll tell you how you can make sure your vagina doesn't smell. And she brought up a bunch of things, but one of the things that she said was boric acid, and it like neutralizes like the acidity in your vagina which is why it's good for utis and yeast infections too but it also helps with any bad smells which brings me to my last point with this whole saga i my last this is so fucking gross my last symptom before i knew that it was a a uti was that my vagina smelled like straight up fish (laughs) and i was like did this man give me an sti and I looked online and they were like, could be a UTI. And I was like, oh, fuck, that everything makes so much sense now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's I was going to say was. UTI or um, bacterial vaginosis. I've had that. Yeah, you don't even have to have sex to get that. No, it's awful. I've had I'm, that. I had that too. It's so bad. I, I had it after I got my IUD. Oh. And I think it's because I didn't wait long enough to have sex. Oh. Because they didn't tell me I had to. Oh. Yeah. You just said oh in three different ways. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, they didn't tell me. Anyways. Yeah. Um holy shit. Yeah. Also, you can you can take Azo too, I'm pretty sure. Azo is just over the counter. You're the one that told me about Azo. Yep. Yeah. And then my friend who is a nurse told me the same thing. She sent me a picture of Azo and she also sent me a picture it of turns boric your acid. Pea orange. What? That's it, fun. Uh-huh. It's just super, super concentrated cranberry and probably some other stuff. Nice. But yeah, it makes your pee orange, but it takes care of it real quick. That sounds miserable. It was bad. It I'm was sorry bad. that's and how you had to end, end the year. I had a UTI while I was flying home, so that was... Oh, no. But I had an aisle seat, so I got to stand up and pee like 50 times. But everyone, there were multiple people that I made eye contact with every time I was walking to the bathroom on the flight that were like, is she okay? They were probably peed. like, please don't shit. Please don't shit. <laughs> they were probably like, does this woman have diarrhea? <gasps> no nope. it doesn't smell so just a uti you should have walked past him i have a uti <laughs> sorry i have a uti motel pool sex yeah you get it right don't recommend <laughs> that uh, sucks anyway thanks for listening to my um yeah, thanks for sharing i had to get it off my chest thanks for sharing in this safe space i feel lucky to have it <laughs> Nothing the UTI. safe space this that thing. we created to yeah. share with the general public thank and you us yeah, thank you. Thank you, us. Me and Liz went out on Saturday. Friday? I don't know. Friday. Was it? No, we went out. Yeah. Was it Friday? I think so. Anyway, we're like hanging out more and more outside of doing podcast stuff. Which it is, is so nice. It is really nice. I, t- I forgot what it's like to socialize. You know, honestly, kind of same. Also, my weekends always get sucked up by Mr. Liz, but he's in Japan right now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, uh, shall so, we? Yeah, we're going to do a little mailbag episode and read some stories to you. The title of this one is Spicy Slash Help. Does it count as cheating if the person was too drunk to consent? Hi, Liz and Amelia. The most recent pod diverged into talking about cheating and made me want your perspective on the drama going on in my life. Sorry this is long as shit, but there's a lot going on in this story. I tried my best to be quick and coherent. Feel free to abridge if you end up using it on the air. I'm not going to abridge, okay? Hell no, no abridging I was invested the entire time I was reading this. Um, They also included a trigger content, uh, trigger slash content warning. Uh, Am I the asshole-ish, infidelity slash cheating, consent, friend breakups, depression, mention of alcoholism, feeling lost, and looking for perspective. TLDR, does it count as cheating if the person was too drunk to consent? And then in parentheses it says, I'm the person. Context. First off, I feel like an a-hole. I know what happened was not okay, and and now I'm at the center of a friend group implosion, but I need an outside perspective. I, 28 female, and my husband, 35 male, let's call him N, have been together for about eight years and married for about a year and a half. I have an old friend, 28F, of about 18 years that I have been having a lot of frustration with over the last few years. We have had fights over the years and gone periods of time without talking, but always find our way back to being friends. Lately, our whole friend group constantly talks shit about her behind her and her husband's back and has become very toxic. There has been a lot of drama around her, especially the last few years. She is also a big personality and can be annoying to people and honestly it's honestly is a little narcissistic and does the whole love bombing thing with her friends. The friend, let's call her L, and her husband, let's call him A, just got married this past fall and have a non, have non-traditional rules in their relationship. She is bisexual and they have established that she's allowed to hook up with other women. He would prefer if he was there too, but is okay with be, her being the other woman without him. To my knowledge, this has happened twice thus far, both without him involved. 
once last summer where all rules w- were followed and once at her bachelorette party. Oh, God. I was matron of honor with his stepsister <gasps> and her girlfriend. It had been established that the stepsister was off limits, but this is a whole other conversation. Oh, my God. It's fucking insane. The point is, she has a tendency to get shit-faced and hook up with people that are not her husband. She has a tendency to get shit-faced in general. She has admitted that once she starts drinking, she is not able to stop herself. She clearly has a problem with alcohol. She has recently started therapy again, and this is one of the topics of concern. She has a lot of personal trauma and a handful of mental diagnoses. She also has a history of casually cheating on past partners. This is not common knowledge, but I know everything about her and vice versa. I am also bisexual, and Elle and I have hooked up like twice before, years ago, pre-meeting my now husband, but in my opinion, it never qualified as sex and more of just fooling around. It has always bothered her that I think that because I think she considers what we did to be sex, but I dated a woman for two years and can attest that it does not qualify. Apparently, the second time we fooled around, she was purposely trying to make it so I couldn't claim that we hadn't had sex, but still, it didn't qualify to me. Unfortunately, I also cheated on my ex-girlfriend, let's call her M, back in the day with my ex-boyfriend. I was a literal child, high school plus my first year of college at the time, and it is not something I am proud of. Was also never intercourse, if that matters. M and I stayed platonic friends all these years. Me, her, and my husband were in each other's weddings and everything. Water under the bridge. We've worked through it, but I was upfront with my now husband about it when we first started dating. I wanted him to have context of who M was to me, and honesty is very important to me. She will always have a special place in my heart. At the time, he asked me to break up with him before ever cheating on him. I could tell it made him uncomfortable, but we talked about it in detail and how I regret it, and that put him to ease. The juicy part. In early December, we hosted a big friend's secret Santa exchange. There were 12 of us in total, six couples, me and my husband, Ellen A., Em and her husband, and three other couples in our friend group. The exchange itself went great. I think everyone was pretty satisfied with their gifts and everyone seemed to have a good time. But I got much drunker than I had planned to slash ever do. I have been cutting back in general. My husband and I would like to conceive in 2023 and I have been trying to only drink socially so it's not as shocking to me if I have to quit suddenly. So I think I have lost sight of my tolerance. Also, I made the mistake of breaking two of my personal drinking rules. One, I can't mix wine and liquor because it usually makes me sick. Two, I shouldn't drink brown liquor, mostly whiskey, to excess because I tend to throw things, like these hands. Thanks for that, Jean Dad. (laughs) I normally drink red wine, but at this party I started with white wine. Uh, because I had it left over from something. After I finished the wine bottle, I switched to White Claw. At some point, we also started doing picklebacks, Jameson whiskey chased with pickle juice, if you are not familiar, and I enthusiastically drank them, even though I knew better. The guests dwindled down, and my husband had to go to bed because he had work early the next day. It was Friday, and he worked Saturdays. Eventually, it was just me, Elle, and her husband, A. We talked a bunch, had a couple more drinks. I showed them some crisp christmas crafts i was working on it was a nice time and it was getting really late so a was trying to convince l to go home but she wanted to stay and continue the happy friend time she and i were having it has been a long time since we'd had a good one-on-one night together because she's been irritating the shit out of me the last few years (laughs) i stopped trying to set stuff up with her and she never sets anything up anymore he agrees to go home himself and she will stay on the couch at my place and find her way home in the morning 
So we keep talking and she asked to do more picklebacks. Again, I enthusiastically agreed because I was hammered and making bad decisions. I remember the drinking. I remember moving to the living room to continue talking. And then I blacked out. And I never black out. Like it's happened maybe twice my whole life and never for long periods of time. And nothing crazy has happened to me during a blackout. But given what I have outlined, I guess it's not surprising. The next thing I remember, we were making out on the couch and we were not fully clothed. About about the time it registered to me what the actual fuck was going on, she was asking to go further and I basically said, no, I'm going to bed. And I covered her with a blanket and picked up my clothes and went upstairs to bed. She was gone before I got up the next day. The next day, I felt absolutely awful about what happened. I still do. I wish it had never happened. I do not remember how it got to that point. She and I texted about it briefly to see what the the other remembered, which was not much. Neither of us claimed to know how it started, but she does have a history of getting hammered and kissing people that aren't her husband. So the only scenario I can imagine is that she made the first move, and I never would have consented to what happened if my head was conscious for it. I feel violated and ashamed about the whole thing. We were both very drunk, so the lines of consent feel blurred, but that's how I feel. And Elle and I have discussed how me and N have different rules in our marriage than her and A do, so she should have been aware this wasn't okay for me. So does what I did with Elle count as cheating? She included some additional information, and I'm just going to read a couple parts of it. I told him after New Year's, and at this point, I knew exactly what I wanted to say. I had already decided that I will cut off Elle and go no contact with her. I apologized profusely through sobs, and he said he could tell I was remorseful and believed I would not have done it if I wasn't blacked out. He said he isn't slash doesn't want to be mad at me, but he's clearly pissed and very hurt. We've had a lot of smaller fights about it and displaced anger about it and has caused multiple fights to multiply i know that my high school cheating is playing a role in his head we've established that we need couples counseling but we're working through it he does refer to what happened as me cheating though and it really hurts me every time that comes up because i don't feel that i consented to what happened yeah this is it's spicy and it's complex it really is and i'm having a hard time trying to like i'm i'm trying to put myself into her shoes based on like what she's going through with this experience that's that she's very obviously remorseful about Mm -hmm. and then also put myself in her husband's shoes who like is hurt by the situation and I'm trying to like I'm trying to think of how I would feel and I think there's a difference between the people that I have dated telling me that they were blacked out and kissed someone when they were blacked out and like the actual reality of being not able to consent so I think that it's tough for me because like my it's clouded how I feel about it is clouded with like my past Mm -hmm. experiences with this kind of stuff because even when people told me that they were blacked out and like could barely remember I was still like fuck you you know like you still did it you still did it but at the same time like this writer this listener, like I said, is very, very clearly upset over what happened and like doesn't remember how it started. And like, that's really tough because it can feel like it's two different people. Like Mm -hmm. you weren't like lights were on and nobody was home. And that's tough. So it's, it is super complex. It is. I think that people call, everybody has different definitions of cheating in general. Like Mm -hmm. some people call flirting cheating. Some people call like getting someone's number cheating. It is important, like this is a little bit of a sidebar, I think it is important with any partner you have to like define what cheating means to each of you. Like I would still 
define emotional cheating as cheating. Like, I don't care if you hooked up, but if you have feelings for this person and then I I'm out um emotional cheating to me is worse than physical cheating yeah both suck yeah but I would feel shitty about both I think I'd feel equally shitty about both things I just remembered when I got cheated on what hurt the most was thinking that maybe they had an emotional connection Mm -hmm. like you know like I mean cheating period fucking blows but it was like the the emotional aspect of it it's like do they have a better connection than we have? Oh, God. That would fuck me Fucking up. Fucking worse, but anyway, but, go on. Um, so obviously this is not a black and white situation. And I'm thinking about all of the different dynamics here. You know, like um, both her and her friend are bisexual women. And they've also been friends for a really long time. Like, I don't know about you, but I've made out with a few of my friends. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Um, so I think that, I mean, I've been a dumb bitch in college just making out with my <laughs> friends. Um, I would make out with anybody. So I could like see myself being like so fucked up that I was just being like, no, I'll make out with my friend um, without really any other intention. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I mean, I have made out with people when I've been blacked out and like had no memory. Mm-hmm. I remember I was at a party and um, I was like flirting with this guy and he was like, do you remember the last time you were at a party here? It was his house. And I was like, kind of. And then he was like, we made out at that party and i was like what the fuck who <laughs> yeah i was like i have no memory that was of Patricia. this that and I, he was so cute i was like pissed i didn't remember it anyways um yeah but like to, to like all that in to general say, it can yeah. happen like it's yeah. not i think it's possible but then i'm thinking on the other end because i also feel like a lot of the times cis cis het men don't take bisexuality seriously mm-hmm. like they're not like if it's if they're smart they're going to understand that their bisexual partner is also like attracted to this their same gender yeah. so um i don't know like yeah uh, like i can see why he's not minimizing it because he knows she's bisexual but like he could be not taking it as seriously as maybe he would have if she had done this with a man it's i that's interesting that you say that because like i i have some friends who are partnered and they are like bi or pan and like whenever they female hang out with another woman he doesn't care Mm -hmm. but then when she's with one of her male friends, he, like, gets a little, like, oh, and, like, my friends that have been in this situation have had to be, like, it should bother you the same amount for both. I also wonder if it's because, like, this is going to be a kind of a loaded thing to say. Like, men are more disrespectful mm-hmm. of someone in I think a relationship. A lot of men would say the same. Yeah, that's my conclusion. It's just, like, more often a man is going to be disrespectful of another woman's relationship with like a guy he doesn't know so why would he care i yeah i also think like there might be like a kind of a competition like a biologically based this is like season one amelia talking but um like i think that there is a biological basis of like competition between men too but at the same time i always thought when i was with my ex that like if he had feelings for a man I wouldn't care as much and that was like my own insecurity at play like 
because I was always comparing myself to other women. I was never comparing myself to, to men. I mean, you also have to give yourself like a little bit of grace because you can't compare yourself to a man. Yeah. Like no matter what you do, you are going to be different than a man. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I don't think that I would have realized that it would, that it bothered me until I was dating a guy for a while and he made out, a straight guy, and he made out with a gay man in front of me. And I was like so upset because it was like he didn't consider it cheating. And like there were so many layers of that that were offensive. It's like, okay, why not? You know, like, Mm -hmm. because you don't have feelings for them. And that kind of brings it back to this story. It's like what what's considered cheating and like what isn't like if feelings are involved or if like because he was also fucked up drunk and he did it in front of me while I was standing there watching when we were dating other people. You just unlocked a memory I have from. I went to, sorry to interrupt. No, it's fine. <laughs> this is urgent. <laughs> um, when I was dating my ex, like the one that was like the more long-term one, um, I went to a company party with him and one of his friends is a lesbian and like, I don't know, she was like, let's all touch tongues, the three of us. And then she and I like made out and then he and I made out, and then the two of them made out. What the fuck? Because I was like, now you guys have to kiss. And then I could tell she probably didn't want to do that. But, like, she would always joke, like, um, like we'd. I'm a hand holder, but her hands get sweaty, so we'd hold pinkies. And she's <laughs> like, I love this because I can pretend Liz is my girlfriend. <laughs> and I told him, like, the next day, I was like, I feel really guilty because, like, she's gay and like you and I are in like a monogamous relationship so it felt like in some way I was stringing her along Mm. but yeah I completely buried that memory yeah I've never heard that story yeah and when that happened with the guy that I was dating you never told me that story so it really just got on yeah that's so funny I was pretty fucked up at that yeah I had the 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 shame over oh my god that's the worst feeling uh, it's the worst feeling. No, that was the night that I had to like drag him, literally drag him out of a. It looked like I yeah, drugged him. Yeah, he was him. supposed to be DD, right? Yeah, and then he was drinking. He got Didn't he drive so, drunk. Yeah, he well, he drove like down the block drunk, which is still driving drunk, but like you know that was his you rationale. Don't do that. Um, and I I drove. I had to drag him out of the bar, and somebody recognized me from the internet as I'm dragging him out of the bar, which was to this day probably one of my most embarrassing moments. <laughs> he was like, "Hold on a second. And it was at um, a, a gay bar. And like at that, I love, I love when I like reach like non-straight men mm-hmm. somehow. And so I was like, I want to stand here and talk to this person. But I had like the guy that I was like, dating. I like to babysit this adult man. I was man. literally holding him up. And I was like, it was nice to meet you. But um, he ended up like throwing up outside of my car for oh, like God. 45 minutes. Anyway. He probably needed that. Yeah. And so I told him the next day what he did. Made out with somebody in front of me. And like he didn't really understand. I could tell he did not really understand like why I was so bummed about it. I think it's just the fact that he made out with someone in front of you and didn't really like consider how you might feel about it. Yeah. He asked me if it was okay in front of all of his friends. What did yeah. he say? Like, like, can I make out with this person right in front of you? Uh-huh. And was like. Well, like, you know, like, I can't be uncool. Yeah, because everyone was, like, egging them on. It was so fucking weird, Liz. But Yeah, anyway. you would have seemed homophobic if you said no, right? <laughs> right. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, do what you want to do. I'm for it. But um, 
going back to this email like yeah i think that we need to put a bow on it i could go on and on i know because there are so many there's so many, so layers, many layers because he's considering it cheating and she's not i do think that like how she managed it after the fact was exactly what she should have done like she mm-hmm. told him right away she like apologized for it she eventually cut l off fully no contact she blocked l on everything sent her a handwritten letter mm-hmm. um and like at that point it's like just explaining why they can no longer be friends when you when you wrap it all up and like do such a good job with like writing your wrongs and like being like apologetic and like fixing what you can like semantics are just kind of semantics at that point like whether or not it's cheating is like sure i know that it's like better to make sure that you aren't like you don't you don't feel like you cheated but regardless like how you managed it after the fact says a lot more about it than whether or not you call it cheating i think and i mean as much as i like yeah l clearly doesn't have a lot of boundaries because she Mm -hmm. like hooked up with her now husband's stepsister and her girlfriend Ooh, yeah that's that's real dicey that's super dice she is the drama she's the drama but if she was also blacked out I mean, legally, like, legally in some states, Arizona being one of them, because I knew this law as a sorority bitch, um, (laughs) it it can't count as consent if either or both people are intoxicated. So something to keep in mind. But, you know, she also doesn't remember anything, like, but has a history of crossing boundaries, you know, can't can't entirely blame her but still like she a little bit of the onus is also on l because they've been friends for so long that like amidst this blackout she should have been able to at least remember like my friend is married and that is not part of her yeah totally relationship only mine yeah you know i completely agree but you know i could also make the additional argument that the author should have remembered that in her blackout. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, when you're blacked out, you don't, you aren't thinking. Yeah. So. Yeah. And there's no way to know what any of us would do in a blackout. Mm-hmm. Because none of us know. It's true. None I haven't blacked out in, a, in a very long time. I feel like last time I blacked out, I might have been with you. Maybe. Either way. Either way. Oh, the last time I blacked out, I was with you. It was when we were at Kinky Boots. Oh my god, that was the first time me and Liz bond. Well, the second time after. It's the- called Kinky Boots, right? Or no, that's a musical. It is, but it, it they it's have something boots. Red boots. I can't remember what oh, it's there's called. There's a lot of restaurants in Washington with boots in the name, <laughs> but I remember they had neon neon boots. Neon boots. I was gonna say I remember they had neon boots on the sign. <laughs> yep, there we go. Yeah, but um, that was the second time me and Liz bonded on a bathroom floor. That was I threw up so much. I Liz would not come out of the bathroom so I knocked on the door and she let me in and she was fully laying on the floor in this disgusting fucking bathroom and I was drunk enough to lay down next to her and then we just chatted (laughs) I do not remember this like laying on the bathroom floor disgusting Uh see you know you made out with someone that night you kind of started a relationship that night was short-lived it was very short-lived. I wonder what she... I, what I remember she to. told me she was a bottom, and I was like, what does that mean? Wow. We've grown so much. I remember, like, pulling her hair in the bar. She had beautiful hair. Oh, when you were making out, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> the shame on your face. 
I smoked. I'm pretty sure I smoked a cigarette too. That's how you know I'm fucked. Yeah. Like, damn. Anyways. Yeah, that was a night. I'm revealing a lot about myself this episode, I'm realizing. That was the day that I sent my ex the letter in the mail. Oh, and so shit. I was fucked up. No wonder we were all just like a f- disaster that yeah. night. But that was the last time I blacked out. So, you know, I laid on a bathroom floor, which is not something I would have done yeah. sober. Right. Yeah, you technically didn't consent to lying on that bathroom floor. God, and I would not have like pulled someone's hair while making out with them in fucking public. That was a wild thing to witness. And smoked a cigarette, maybe two. Well, anyways, mm, what a night! I oh, what a night. I do you feel like you can or cannot say if this was cheating? No, I can't. But I because also, I'm putting myself in her husband's shoes, thinking about Mr. Liz if he made out with another woman like regardless of if he was sober or not I would be very unhappy to hear about it Absolutely. like I don't know how we'd be able to move past it even if he was really remorseful mm-hmm. yeah it's just so I understand it's also hard because trust was already broken just from her past like you know yeah the fact that he was already like you cheated when you were in high school uh-huh. I'm yeah I know I personally would not give a shit about that same but, like, since he did, it's, like, yeah. it was, he was already kind of teetering on the edge. It's his feelings. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't think – I think nobody can really – like, everyone has different definitions of what cheating is. And, like I said, like – I think it's fair that he counts it as cheating and she doesn't. Yeah, totally. I think, I think both it's okay are to, really valid. Yep, I agree. I know that's a non-answer, but it's, like, the only one I can really come to mm-hmm. that I feel okay about. Like – yeah. I think she is allowed to not count it as cheating, and I think he also is allowed to call it that Mm -hmm. because that's how he felt and what happened. Yeah. Regardless of how she feels and what happened in her experience. Yeah. Being a human is so complicated. It's fucking exhausting. Yeah, and we have so many feelings. It would be so nice if we didn't. No feelings, no problem. I, You know, I say that, but then when I was, like, not having feelings, when I was, like, on Prozac and too high of a dose of Lexapro, I was like, fuck, I would like to feel anything. Yeah, well, it's like, it would be nice to not have the level of consciousness to know that feelings are, are important. I just want to be a jellyfish. Yeah, I would, I would love to be a just jellyfish. Just floating around. <gasps> oh, my God, Liz. Sorry, this is kind of off topic, but speaking of jellyfish, I went to the dentist yesterday, got my teeth cleaned and looked at. Everything's great. Um, got a lot of compliments on my gum graft, but Love that's that. neither here nor there. <laughs> I just I just live for a compliment. But the dental hyg- the reason I'm thinking of this is because they have like a screensaver to like calm people down, like because that hate the dentist. <laughs> I love ge- that. It was like a um, live feed from the Monterey uh, Aquarium, and it was like it was jellyfish. It was really great. I was having a panic attack the other night, and um, I started watching those baby sensory videos. <laughs> Meows loves those. <laughs> I love them. I was like, you should put them on for the boys. I should. I should see what my cats do. Cat, like that's something that I learned online. Cats love baby sensory videos. Oh, fuck, I need to. I need to do that for them. That's all that I'll let Meows watch because she doesn't um, throw herself at the TV. My cats loved Bo Burnham. Oh, the inside. Wow. Like you know, how he had like a an additional inside on YouTube with mm-hmm. like extra songs i was watching that and they were like glued transfixed typical yeah (laughs) it was so weird i was like huh and Um, they really like the song i guess they have good taste they do um but the dentist my dental hygienist guess how old my dental hygienist was (laughs) uh 22 yep how did you know that because um it felt like it was about to be 
like an episode of The Bachelor where it's she just like a so 22-year-old dental hygienist I coming out. I was so insecure when she was – yeah, that's true. They're all nurses. They're like Yeah, they're all like 22 hygienists. and they're dental hygienists. Um, but then the dentist – that so I've gone to the same dentist for 18 years and he's just like partnered with another dentist. So this dentist was like wanting to make rounds and like meet everyone. So he did my ex- um, my exam. Guess how old the dentist was? <laughs> 23. 20, no. 28. Oh, wow. But he looked 14. I have to show I you mean, a picture of this man. Good for him because... I know, but I'm aging out of the medical community. And that's <laughs> a lot for me to handle. Aging I wasn't prepared community. for it. I left there just like, fuck. If it makes you feel any better, he is going to be an old dentist someday as well. That's true. And um, I also think he's one year younger than you. That is not that big of a difference yeah but look at how old he looks oh yeah he does look 14 he looks straight he up 14. fully looks like he is like a tall middle schooler he walked in and i didn't know who he was and like, when he left the dental hygienist i was like he looks 14 she was like oh he gets that all the time he's 28 <laughs> that's how old, that's how i knew how old he was a little doogie hauser on our hands oh jesus age uh, anyway are you ready for this next i'm so ready piece of mail the subject of this email is would you tell her Ladies, first of all, thank you so much for your show. I love it. I've been listening to it for a little over a year now, during and after my divorce from a narcissist, and it's helped me learn to be honest with myself about who I am, who I want to be, setting boundaries, and living my life for me again. Your most recent episode, (laughs) Keith, (laughs) that was the name of the episode, Oh, (laughs) finally nudged me into writing in. Not going to lie, I've composed a whole email to y'all before but never hit send. I don't know why, but listening to all these stories about cheating and would you ever trust them again and how fucked up and unfair it is that the cheater can often go on and live a normal happy life. Well, it had me reflecting on something I've been thinking about my ex-husband. Shit, even calling him that makes me want to throw up a little because holy hell, how did I marry this clown? Wow, we all have (laughs) one of those. I just want to note real quick that while a lot of this may make me come across as bitter or jaded, that couldn't be further from the truth. To illustrate where I am now, I kept the house, the dog, and both cats. I have more money in my bank account because he isn't spending all of it. Fuck yeah. I sleep better. I've lost weight. I'm six months into a relationship with an amazing man who is kind, caring, supportive, emotionally intelligent, and hot as fuck. (laughs) Hell yeah. I have worked out most of my issues about my ex via therapy and EMDR, which if you have trauma, I 1,000% recommend. We've actually Ooh. gotten that recommendation a few yeah, times. Yeah, EMDR. Might have to check it out. Also, I think that it's fair to like still be upset about a past relationship while still doing so well because yeah. once you're out of it, you're processing everything that happened and you're so angry because you're like, I can't believe this person who supposedly loved me fucking did all of this. Totally. Yeah. So I think it's, yeah, you're not going to sound like jaded and bitter. You're just, you're allowed to be angry. Yeah. And like. You're allowed to be angry and happy. A lot of shit about your past gets worked out in your current relationship yes, too. Yes, exactly. So that's, you know, don't beat yourself up about that. So what's up? What's my point? My ex who we'll call compulsive liar, compulsive liar Chris, I love that, works for the airlines. CLC. CLC. When we were together, I would fly for free or heavily discounted as this plus one, and because of this, the confirmation emails would come to my account. He must have a new girlfriend, but never updated the email, so just before Christmas, I discovered via their receipts in my inbox that they recently went to visit his family in Orlando. It plainly states the passenger name as Brittany and her last name. I'm not going to give you the whole saga because y'all seem to keep your show around an hour and we don't have that kind of time. (laughs) A summation of his wrongdoings. He was married before me and had two children with Ashley. 
He was verbally and once physically abusive to her. He cheated on her, fucked with her head constantly. He lies and says she won't let him see the kids. He tells people he pays child support and that he's there for them, that he cleaned the, the house while they were together. All lies. They were high school sweethearts, married eight years. He and I were then married for seven, long enough to know he's full of shit about everything he ever said about her. Sheesh. With me, besides the lies that he told me about Ashley, he lied about why he got kicked out of the military. He spent every dollar that he made, and had I not covered everything, we would have been in serious debt. Financial abuse common to narcissists. He was verbally abusive, physically abusive, gaslighting, an alcoholic, abused our pets, lied <gasps> constantly, and used sex as a weapon, was a pro at weaponized incompetence. Oh, my God. I hope this guy burns in hell. Yeah. The highlights here are him lying about having had a vasectomy, and I found out from his mom after two years of us trying to conceive. Holy shit. This guy is like, is like a criminal. Like, like a criminal. Yeah, this is actually in multiple ways. a horrible person. Lying about getting a DUI and wrecking our truck while I was deployed, he only came clean because he had to ask me for money for a lawyer. And then, of course, cheating on me with his coworker, Alexis, for five months while I was on another deployment. My dumb brainwashed ass stayed with him after all that because we sought counseling and I believed he'd change. Eventually, he started seeing Alexis again, and that was it for me. I filed in divorce for divorce in May, and it was finalized by September. Each thing you tell me, I know, I am more and more shocked. I know. I had my hands on my head like Psyduck for a yeah. little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I should win a divorce speed award. I swear. All the while, should we should we discuss that whole paragraph? First of all, the fact that like you're like you know, I'm not bitter, jaded, and I'm still, like, I feel bad because I'm still, like, working through this even though I'm in a happy... This is, like, a lot of trauma for the, someone yeah, to go Yeah, this through. is fucking horrible. This is, this is like, the fact that you are as far along as you're saying that you are is heroic, like, truly. Like, this is a lot for anybody to handle. Also, how fucked up is it that he, like, lied about having a vasectomy while she, like, is trying to conceive kids? Holy fucking shit. I literally have never Like, at that point, just, like, more. leave... Leave people alone. Mm -hmm. If you know that someone wants kids and you don't, you should say that. But like these narcissists, they don't, they aren't Jesus able to think about Christ. other people. It's fucked up. Uh, All right. Continuing. All the while, I made TikTok posts about the divorce and narcissism. Very cathartic. The following March, I got a comment on one of my posts from a woman named Olivia telling me that sh when she dated Chris, he cheated on her with Alexis too. Of course, I PM her, give her my phone number and get the whole story. She woke up to a text from him saying something like, hey, babe, I just wanted to let you know that I cheated on you with my ex last night and we're still in love, so we're going to get back together. Hope you have a nice day at work. She called his phone and Alexis answered. She said, said she sent the text while Chris was passed out drunk, told her everything, and if Olivia didn't believe her, she should watch his ex-wife's TikToks, which clearly she did. Chris lied to Olivia about ever being married, about having kids, about the fact that he was living with Alexis when he first started dating Olivia, etc. Not to mention he'd drag her to the bar every weekend, always have her pick up the tab, eat all the food in her fridge, never pay for anything, and so on. So if you were me, knowing he's done this to three other women, and you saw he's now dating Brittany, who, by the way, looks really sweet from what I can see on her Facebook, because yes, of course I creeped, would you message her and warn her? Mind you, right before he and I got married, his ex-wife, Ashley, told me everything. But because I knew other people who knew her and that she had cheated too, it was easy for me to believe that she was lying and Chris was the victim. When you believe you found, quote-unquote, the one, it's so hard to believe anything an ex would say about them. It's easy to miss red flags when you're wearing rose-colored glasses, right? 
my friend group is split half think i should message her and tell her everything and let her operate with all the facts because quote solidarity among women unquote the other half with the direction i'm leaning and the direction i'm leaning is to stay out of it he's been my past for well over a year now and i should leave all things related to him there and continue to move on what would you do holy shit woof um wow both of these emails are like so like well this but then also this <laughs> like i don't know i think that i i'm leaning toward she should I think she should. Yeah. I think she should just because, you know, then this girl has all the information. Yeah. And then it's her decision what she wants to do. And it's then you you can still your hands can still be clean of it. Mm -hmm. You know, so if um, if the three of you, that'd be a different story. If all three of you band together and each warned her, that would be more serious. Yeah. Because the fact that this man has been married more than once and has been abusive to every woman he has come in contact with, like, it's just a matter of time until it happens to this girl. And if you tell her early on, she's going to start noticing the red flags sooner. Or if she wants to be blind and oblivious, then that's her choice. Yeah. I think that she should tell her. I think that it's a good idea to band together. Like, I think there's definitely power in numbers for sure. Because it's like one X, it's like a bitter X. Like you can yeah. write it off as being like a bitter X. But like even if like just two women came to me, I'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Maybe there is some truth to this. And he, this guy is very clearly dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like it's he's not just like, I don't want to say just a cheater. But like, I mean, compared to like what, all the shit that this guy's done. Yeah. He's yeah. not just a cheater. Like he, there's so much shit that he put you through and that he's probably a going to put her of through. other worse things. Yeah. Than just cheating. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. I'm I'm on the end of I mean, I can understand why you don't want to because it's like, you know, like wanting to leave things yeah. in the past. Yeah, because now you're like, oh, now I'm getting involved and I don't want anything else to do with this person, which I, d- I think is really valid. Totally. But I think that there's a way to probably bring it up to her to be like, I, I like straight up, like don't want to get involved. But I felt like it was my duty as a woman to let another woman know this is what's up and then just kind of leaving it at that and then if she tries to get you involved just be like I don't feel comfortable being involved I understand that like I am involved now that I've told you but like I wanted to make sure that you had all of the information that you needed but like please she could even preface it when reaching out to her like this is the most involved I will ever be Mm -hmm. I just wanted to give you this information yeah and you know what if he has a if he has any like records you can send her. Do that. Yeah, you could look him. He, she could look him up on like. Yeah, that shit. Do stays a little online. background check on him and send it to him. Yeah, damn. No, but I do think like there's there's something powerful as well when you're like this is as involved as I'm going to get because then it's like oh this person doesn't want the drama they just like yeah because if it's like hey if you if you need to talk to somebody about this like come to me you know that's different yeah. than like this is as involved as I'm going to get. Here's what what happened. I mean. I sort of did that with uh, my ex's now wife. Mm-hmm. I was like, I would just want to know if I were you. Yeah. And I also said this is the most involved I will be. But totally. here's, here's the information and I can send you stuff if you want. But I would prefer not to. Yeah. I mean, if and I was. And then whatever, uh, whatever her dumbass decided listening to him is is her decision see that's the issue these these people are so good at lying but if, yeah. if i were her i would wish somebody would tell me and so like just based on my own like perspective and frame of reference i would i would want to know if i were Brittany. yeah and i'm thinking now like if 
I were dating someone who had done that and multiple women came to me to warn me about them, I'd be like, I I don't even know if I'd confront him. I think I would just be like, this isn't going to work. Yeah. Or I would just start asking a lot of questions. It would be really scary if it was somebody so dangerous and you haven't seen that dangerous side yet to feel like you should confront them. Like, that would be a scary thought. Mm -hmm. Like, if I do confront him, what is he going to fucking do? So, like, cutting and running is probably the best case scenario there. Um, Especially if they're newly dating. I would also say... There is a contingency of like if her telling this new girl puts either of their safety at risk, then that's where it gets a little questionable of what you should do. That's true. If anything at all. That's a good point. But yeah, definitely weigh that option too. Yeah, fuck. I just can't believe this guy is like managed to convince more than one person to even give him the time of day. It's ridiculous. But I don't know if the three of them were like, hey, don't just wanted to let you know and you can do whatever you want with this. Yep. But this is what happened. And here's a timeline and here's a few receipts and and I'll be on my way. Yeah. (laughs) Have a lovely day. (laughs) Totally. No, you and I are definitely aligned on that. I think that that makes the most sense here. Yeah. I just... Because I would want to know, you know, yeah. if I was about to be in a relationship with someone who was very convincing and actually abusive, I don't know. That's, I think, you know, like, if you were, like, I bet that the person that wrote this wishes somebody told her. So it's like, that's also a good way to think about it, too. Well, she said that his ex-wife did tell her, but it was before they were going to get married. Uh-huh. So it's like, okay, you're already engaged. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. But it's like also knowing that like so that kind of messaging doesn't work because she also yeah. knows how he argues mm. the point too. Mm-hmm. So and that's also the power in numbers thing. I wonder if more women came to her if she would have approached it differently. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, we we are in the same boat, me and Liz. But do what what you yeah. what your heart tells you to do. Yeah, you'll know in your gut what is the the best thing to do. But that's our opinion. <laughs> And that's on that. Um, But I thought we could end with a very short and fun little uh, email. Love it. Okay. So this will be the last one. It is titled Nipple Kink. Hey, girls. First of all, thank you for the really cool podcast. You have a big fan in Greece. Global hose, baby. <laughs> I've been catching up on your episodes and heard your nipple sewed today. When Liz started talking about her ex and his nipple kink, I was reminded of an old fuck buddy I used to have who had the same thing One of his nip- on one of his nipples. He really liked it stimulated, only the left one, though. Because, as he said, it was more sensitive than the right one. He was really cool about it. He told me the first time we hooked up and asked me if I could keep it in mind for our session. It didn't really work out with him since he's a priest's son and I'm an atheist, but we're still friendly and he was a really good lay. And it's like the tongue sticking out emoji. (laughs) Keep doing the sex lord's work, ladies. Wishes for great orgasms. (laughs) oh my god wow that's really interesting i wonder if he like got so much um attention on his uh less um sensitive nipple that it like killed it because sometimes if i get too much attention on on one of my nipples it like goes like, okay numb. move on to the next it goes kind of numb for a little bit one. like hurts they need equal attention they do equal opportunity but nipples. it is very interesting yeah i wonder what happened where 
one is just more sensitive maybe it's like a left brain right brain kind of thing i like if it wasn't weird i would start touching my own nipples right now just to see anyways thanks for listening we love you our Our children children. (laughs) it was about to be really good like actually good did i ruin it no yeah you always go for the high note (laughs) (laughs) no no it wasn't you you're great everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.